Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a Walk in the Park podcast. This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo! And the preview. What did we talk about in this episode, Riss? We talked about the Monte Carlo tournament. Tennis tournament, yes. We talked about body con and reading books about your body. We did a little, yes. We talked about um, Canada. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Yes, we did. And we talked about Conan. Conan O'Brien. Conan without borders. I think we're going to always talk a lot about him because he's funny. He is funny. So we talked about countries, tennis, bodies, Conan. Yeah, that all sounds about right. Yeah. There might have been something else in there, but it's negligible. That's right. That's a hard word to say. Negligible. Really it has fast, a lot anyway. of. It has a lot of, in it. Yeah. Say it real fast five times. Negligible, 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 negligible. <laughs> anyway, listen and enjoy. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, how do you talk about life when you haven't even lived at all? And how do you talk about love when the only thing you love is your dog? I don't know. my topic of the day thank you thank you is Canada that's my topic of the day and it's because I'm half Canadian and I love Canada my family is from Prince Edward Island specifically Cherry Valley PEI and (laughs) Halifax Nova Scotia oh that's where um Oak Island is right off the coast of Nova Scotia have you ever heard Island? Oak Island you ever you never heard about that Oak Island. Oak Island. Oh my God. No, because I know Prince Edward Island to be the island off the coast there of is Nova a Scotia. There's a series of small islands off the coast of Nova Scotia. And it's said that on Oak Island, there is a treasure buried there that was buried by what some people think uh, was um, the Knights Templar. Oh. You never heard of that? No. It's a series on Discovery. History Channel every Tuesday night. They've been on that island for five years now. I mean, what? How okay, big is this island? We'll, all right, we'll get back to this subject. No, but this is fascinating. It ties into um, a theme, not a theme, a, a part of the book that I'm going to tell you about that oh, I read. Because oh. remember, no, you don't remember. But <laughs> Forgiveness by Mark Sakamoto, his maternal grandfather, Ralph McLean, mm-hmm. was raised on the either Magdalene Islands or Magdalene Island, which is also an island off the eastern shore of Canada. Apparently similar to 
Oak Island? Uh, yeah, no, I, huh. people have been searching for the last 200 years. Huh, interesting. But, yeah, they're, they think that whatever was buried there could be as important as uh, gold and stuff from Solomon's Temple. We're wow. talking like old schools, like the Ark of Covenant. They're talking about Shakespeare lost, uh, Shakespeare's lost uh, uh, works. Huh. Like, they don't really know what's there, but, pe- I mean, and one how of our they... presidents, Roosevelt, actually, when he was young, he was there searching for it. How did they think it got there? A shipwreck or something? Or somebody oh, actually no. brought it there and buried it there for safekeeping? Correct. Fascinating. I feel like we might have to take this podcast on the road to Canada. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Because you want to go to Montreal. I do. But we could actually start. We can go to Oak Island. We they should have go to tours. Oak Island. We should go to Oak Island first. We'll have to go to Cherry Valley PEI, where my Part of my family's from. Absolutely. Then we'll go through Halifax. Then we'll make our way west. Mm-hmm. We'll just have an epic journey. As of, a matter of fact, while of, we're talking to this, I'll show you where it is on yes, the map. Yes, please do. And while you're looking that, I'm going to talk a little bit about this book that I came across because I learned about this Canada Reads competition that I'd never heard of. I, I decided I wanted to um, reimmerse myself in Canadian culture, and so I was looking in... The podcasts for Canada's best podcasts and Canada Reads is a podcast. And so I learned about this book, Forgiveness by Mark Sakamoto. And I have to say, I loved the book, but it made me feel a little badly about Canada because I learned that Canada treated its uh, Japanese Canadian citizens as poorly as we Americans treated our Japanese American citizens. Yeah, I would never think that, but I get, yeah, you're right. I I mean, it makes sense. It was just, it was so disappointing. But just by way of quick background, Canada Reads is an annual Battle of the Books competition organized and broadcast by Canada's public broadcaster, the CBC. It started back in 2002, and it has a theme every year, and the theme for 2018 for the Canada Reads competition was, quote, one book to open your eyes, end quote. And I do feel like my eyes were opened because I didn't know that about Canada's dirty history. No. Disappointed. However, I was still accompanied to Oak Island, and you were going to show me where that is. Yeah, it's off the coast of Nova Scotia. But I want to see it. It's not giving me... Is it near Ellesmere Island? Can you do a map quest? Ellesmere Island to Oak Island? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, private, uh, uh, no, mm-mm. okay, this is, well, this is what it looks like. Let's see. It's small. It does not look very big. No, it's not. Okay, is there anything else you can, well, all right. So there is a road from the mainland that you can take onto it, but it's like. Is it an isthmus? Can... Isthmus? Can... <laughs> That's a hard word to say. But yeah, you know what, and I will send you this, or oh, you know what? Oak Island is a 57 hectare, as I used to say, hectare, 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 privately owned island in Lunenburg County on the south shore of Nova Scotia, Canada. The tree-covered island is one of about 360 small hmm. islands in Ma- Mahone Bay and rises to a maximum of 11 meters above sea level. Okay, can you quickly Google Prince Edward Island for me? I want to, I want to compare it. I never hear them talk about Prince Edward Island. And they should because that's where all the good potatoes come from. Oh. Prince Edward Island. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How it's, many hectares is it? <laughs> it does not say, but Aww. it does say it's 2,000 square miles. It's pretty big. 2,000 square miles. Huh. Why are they switching metrics on us? I don't know, but it's off the coast of, Prince, of New Brunswick. Of New Brunswick? Huh. Is Nova Scotia not in New Brunswick? No. I don't think it's so. its own province? I think so. I don't know a lot about Canadian geography, well, do I? I better. You know, one of the things I <laughs> You're learned. You're taking us up there. You uh, better figure one it of out. Us lear- one of the things I learned um, by listening to an episode of the Canada Reads podcast was this woman, who I think is probably our age, like in her mid to late 40s, she said that they only had one year of Canadian history in school, fifth grade. That's the only time they learned about Canadian history. Doesn't I didn't Doesn't that seem at all. bizarre? Well, of course we wouldn't. We don't teach Canadian history in America. But this is a Canadian woman, born and raised in Canada. I mean, the only, that is We weird. get U.S. history four and times at least. You 
you have to learn a little bit about Canada because they were there was a little bit going on during the Revolutionary War with Canada. Yeah, not that they they were still just a province, though, right? Well, they they stuck with the king. They stuck with right. the monarchy. But there was still something going on there with the Native American Indians and, and the French. So there was a lot yeah, still going on. Yeah, it's all tied into, yeah, yes, ex- exploration and various but they, I, What I'm trying to say is during our Revolutionary War, there was a lot of history going on with them at the same time that probably, connected with us. Because they probably fought against us since right. they... Right. Although... The French were on that? our side, but they, they but there was a lot of nonsense going on. Yeah. Because everybody was fighting for land that didn't yes. even belong to them. Yes. That so. they were stealing from the Native Americans yes. anyway. Speaking of stealing, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Canada for the day. Okay. Russia is stealing the magnetic North Pole okay, from Canada. That's a bold statement. It's a but... bold statement. And it's not true. But <laughs> say goodbye, Canada. The North Pole is moving to Russia. So it's moving of its own accord. Okay. Russia isn't yeah. stealing it No, it is, it is moving. Yes. So um, this article by Alana Mitchell and McLean's uh, last week explains a little bit about it that I think is interesting. And for those of you who don't know, McLean's is Canada's national current affairs and news magazine since 1905. First, Riss, I'd like to tell you that there are four North Poles. Did you know that? Four. No, I did not. There is the magnetic North Pole, the geographical North Pole, where the lines of longitude converge, the geomagnetic North Pole, where the planet's simplified two-pole magnetic field has its north coordinate, whatever the heck that means, and the North Pole of inaccessibility, the farthest northerly marine point from any landmass. Also a little confusing. And the fifth North Pole, where Santa is. Well, Santa oh, right. is already in one of those four North Poles, okay. and we're going to learn which one okay. pretty soon. Okay, all right. Pretty soon, but... It's a lot uh, of poles. It's a lot of poles. I just didn't even know that Who it was would? happening. I, geophysicists, they That's use true. satellite data to track the machinations of the Earth's magnetic field. And they say the pole is moving extraordinarily fast, galloping across the Arctic archipelago so swiftly that earlier this year, its speed forced scientists to recalculate magnetic models earlier than they had planned. And why do we care about this? For a number of reasons. Okay. Maritime and airplane navigation, defense systems, and even smartphones depend on accurate magnetic readings. And the magnetic North Pole is uh, just deciding it wants to go to Siberia, I guess. And it says the, the field's lines are like stretchy, ungovernable elastic bands that gyrate around the Earth protecting us from solar storms and galactic radiation. And that's good to know. We're protected. We we are protected, but cuz I know that might keep you up at night. It might. <laughs> but here's the problem with the magnetic north pole sprinting to Russia. The magnetic north pole remains knitted into the Canadian psyche and culture. It is embedded in a loose definition of the Arctic and the traditional Inuit homeland. It's part of the national ethos, according to Andrew Chatter, who has a lot of credentials, including Fulbright Visiting Research Chair in Arctic Studies at the University of Washington in Seattle. And many people also link the magnetic North Pole with Santa Claus. Although they say partly because of the confusion over magnetic and geographical North. (laughs) (laughs) So the Canadians claim Santa Claus. They have actually um, issued him a passport. Oh, okay. He's an honorary citizen, and, you know, Canada Post has long offered postal services for letters to Santa, complete with the sly postal zip code, ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was just surprised. I don't think he needs a passport. I'm he doesn't. He, he does need a passport. He's a citizen of the world. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so Canada's a little worried about this, even though somebody named Livermore advises calm. While Siberia is capturing the magnetic North Pole at the moment, the Earth's internal magnetic romps are so vigorous that Canada could one day take it back again. And really, in conclusion, <laughs> the Canadian author Kathleen Winter has a different take on the matter. She wrote the novel Annabelle and the literary nonfiction work Boundless, which traces Sir John Franklin's path across the Northwest Passage. Quote, my feeling is that Earth's forces might be indicating to us that it is time to stop our outmoded notions of borders, boundaries, and ownership. She wrote in an email, 
Many globally significant phenomena from weather to animal distress to human migration are sending us a clear message that we need to make a gigantic shift in our collective thinking away from small-minded notions of sovereignty and protectionism to something larger and more intelligent. Thank and based you. on that, yes, I would say she is not a fan of the President Donald J. Trump administration. That's what I like about Canada. Not their <laughs> dirty history when they just act like Americans, but their thoughtful contribution to the world order. Okay. That ends my topic of the day on Canada. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> is there any topic of the day you would like to discuss? I kind of, well, speak. That's a good segue. Speaking of <laughs> Donald Trump, however, I don't want to get like too political or anything. I, I do, but do tell. I find this highly fascinating. Ooh. Because you know, we've discussed this on several occasions, how I follow Donald Trump on Twitter. Because yes. I can't not hear what he has to say next. Okay. I, I have to. Although, you know, I've encouraged you more than once to just but can, all right, unfollow but, Trump. Okay. The Twitter account. Okay, this is part of a statement he made seven hours ago. Uh, he tweeted. He tweeted. This seven hours ago. Okay. And I can't believe he actually said this. So, dot, 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 agreed to testify. It was not necessary for me to respond to statements made in the report, in quotes, about me, some of which are total bullshit. And only given to make the other person look good, in parentheses, or me to look bad, parentheses. This was an illegally started hoax, all all in caps, that never should have happened. So I'm like... I can't even follow what he's saying. I can't either, but the fact that he said total bullshit is drives me insane because I'm thinking, how not presidential of you? Yes. And I don't think he even cares if he's a president or not. Like, sometimes I just think... Yes. He just has to say what he has to say. He doesn't care. And I'm like, somebody just needs to rip the phone out of his hands and throw it out the window already. <laughs> I think various people have tried. I just don't think anyone can stand to be around him 24-7. Really, what Twitter needs to do is cancel his account. <laughs> he would lose his mind. He would, and that would probably be He'd be illegal. like, what am I but to do? No, 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 no. No, they should cancel it. No, they can't do that. But I just find it highly funny comical i know but so i our podcast twitter account follows unfollow trump and what that does is it basically just copies and pastes all of his tweets so it's not retweeted it's not commented on but that way you see everything he's saying right but you don't end up in his follower statistics which i'm sure he like looks at and obsesses over right i have two million followers or i have you know Five million followers, however many followers he has. But um, yes, Donald J. Trump. Well, that was a tweet relative to the fact that the Mueller report was finally released. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. I'm going to read it, but I don't know where I'm going to read it. How many pages is it? It is a 448-page redacted report. Light reading. It's Light all redacting, reading. so it should Light take reading. 10 minutes. <laughs> I think I saw... I know, right? Yes, exactly. So I'm going to have to peruse that, Um, but I did find this article that seemed the shortest of all of them that I could find on it called Seven Takeaways from the Mueller Report by Shane Savitsky from a a media outlet known as Axios, A-X-I-O-S. All right. And he says there are seven takeaways, as the title just suggests. He said, what you need to know, the report largely refrains from making any grand sweeping conclusions about Trump's conduct, especially on possible obstruction of justice, where Mueller's investigators made a point of not absolving him completely. So he says, the report doesn't find that Trump obstructed justice, but it also specifically doesn't exonerate him. Mueller's team compiled 10 different episodes where Trump may have potentially committed obstruction of justice. And... The final words of the document are most telling, quote, accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the president committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. And number two, there was always a reason the potential episodes of obstruction of justice were inconclusive. Um, For example, Trump was telling people uh, not to disclose information about certain things, and the Mueller team decided that 
The evidence does not establish that Trump was specifically trying to prevent his team or Congress from obtaining the emails setting up the meeting. I guess that was the 2016 Trump Tower meeting. That's so weird. Um, many of Trump three, many of Trump's potential efforts to obstruct the investigations against him failed after staffers rebuffed him. So people that work for him are like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, number four, Congress can still act against Trump on obstruction charges. He, Mueller left the door open for Congress to do so, writing that it, quote, can validly regulate the president's exercise of official duties to prohibit actions motivated by a corrupt intent to obstruct justice. And that section of the report contains a lengthy constitutional analysis arguing that a congressional move against Trump wouldn't undermine his executive power outlined under Article 2. So I think that's interesting. That's basically a roadmap for if Congress wants to take up their own uh, matters. And then, let's see, five, Mueller's team wasn't happy with Trump's written responses. I think that's very similar to your tweet. Mm -hmm. And wanted an in-person interview, but ultimately believed their other sourcing was enough because Trump wouldn't do an in-person interview, which I probably think he was probably advised not to because right. they were like, well, look at what happened with Clinton because yeah. then you get you know impeached for perjury or then you're obstructing justice. Uh, number six, the investigation did not establish that Trump campaign members colluded with the Russian government, but the president's actions still may have influenced Russian actions. Okay. And so one of the things, and I remember this, I don't know if you do, Trump's famous July 2016 statement, <clears throat> quote, Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 Clinton emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. <laughs> It says within approximately five hours of Trump's statement, Russian intelligence officers targeted for the first time Clinton's personal office. Huh. And number seven, the media got a lot right in real time. Thanks to reporting from media outlets throughout Trump's presidency, the main thrust of many of the events outlined in the report in both its obstruction and collusion facets were already public knowledge. So they're basically saying there are no, you know, major surprises in the report. Oh, gotcha. I think. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, and again, because a lot of it was reported. Otherwise, right. you know, this list of meetings and things would probably... Like July 2015, Trump is invited to Moscow. Fall 2015, Michael Cohen starts talking to Russians. Fall 2015, Michael Cohen begins plans for a Trump Tower in Moscow. November 2015, Ivanka Trump connects Cohen to Russian athlete's wife. And on and on. Russian athlete Dmitry Klokov offers Cohen a Trump-Putin meeting. This is all... You know, when he's running for president. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Cohen asks the Kremlin for help with Trump Tower Moscow project. Anyway, on and on and on. But yes, I am probably going to try to review the report and just see for myself firsthand what is the what. Because I feel most people probably won't do that. Right. They'll just repeat what they, you know want because everybody has some opinion on it right right so gotcha oh yes i know i know so what else what else do we have besides canada russia the Mueller report um goes together it does because i was gonna bring up australia not because <gasps> i've ever even ever been there yes or am going there i'm not it has its own sordid history. It does. However, <laughs> I was glued to the TV. I'm a big fan of Conan O'Brien, as are you. Yes. And the podcast, anyway. Yes. But he was on last night. It was like, I think his show comes on at 10. That early? He's late night. I thought he was. But for some reason, he was on earlier. It was 10 o'clock. Oh. And he was in Australia. So now I'm glued oh. to the TV, right? Okay. And he, I was crying. Was, was this his show or was this a special show? It was a special show. Okay, he has some type of I. He does yeah. go randomly around the world, yes. and he does. Yeah, so this isn't like late night with Conan no, O'Brien or whatever. Because then late night was show. on okay. at eleven okay. or something. Gotcha. But he was in Australia, and he sat down with somebody who was trying to teach him the the slang. Okay. He's like, "All right, what do I have to know?" Yeah. So of course, hey, I had my 
my uh, phone in hand. Yes. And some of the things that they were saying. Oh, God. So I'll just, or I'll just say it out loud, mm-hmm. and you tell me if you think you know what it is. Okay. Okay. A budgie smuggler. A budgie smuggler. A drink. Um, it's uh, a speedo for a man. Oh. <laughs> a budgie oh. smuggler. Okay. okay. Do you know what a dag is? Some type of knife. Nope. Is it a racial insult? No. Oh. No, no, no. None no. of that goes there. Okay, it's a nerd. A nerd. A dag. Okay, you're such a dag. It's such a dag. Okay. <laughs> Akadaka. Akadaka. Uh, this one blew me away, because when they said it, I was like, what? Okay, then I'll have no idea. It's the band ACDC. That's where they're from. And when Conan said, why would you call them Akadaka? The woman yeah. goes... They're from Australia. We could call them whenever they want. Whatever we want. And I was like, okay. All right. Not <laughs> very logical, but okay. They are Akadaka. Okay. Uh, what is nutty? What is N-E-D-D-Y. nutty? N-E-D-D-Y. Oh, nutty. Nutty. Um, third nipple? Close. <gasps> what is it? Naked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's a root rat? So is it nudie? Uh, that might nutty? be. Might be. I that just I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Root rat. Root rat. Root rat. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who works in the sewers? No. Someone who is going to have sex. They're a root rat. <laughs> I don't even know what that Dude. is. <laughs> I don't know. Is like on the prowl for sex? Or is like actually getting ready to have sex? I don't know. You root rat. Come here, you root rat. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay. okay, a couple more. Stubby. How do you spell that? S T U B B Y. Stubby. Cigarette? No, it's a bottle of beer. Oh. Okay. And by the way, they do not drink Fosters in Australia, nor do they have shrimp on the Barbie. They call <gasps> them prawns. Prawns. So all that is just made up. Made up marketing by us. By us. God, we're losers. Conan was very upset about I that. It. I was too. <laughs> I think shrimp on the Barbie does sound better, though. Foster's is Australian for beer. Well, it's not. They don't even drink Foster's. That's so weird. Isn't it? And a top-notch, top-notch Sheila. That's a woman. Yes. I knew that. Yep. <laughs> a hot lady. We're top-notch Sheila. We are. We totally In fact, our are. code name should be Sheila. Okay. And we could both be Sheila. I mean... Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. Sheila. Sheila. And that's my discussion about... Although he did also play something called uh, Foodie. Foodie... Football instead of football. Okay. It's like a cross between football, soccer, and what's the rugby? Rugby. Mm-hmm. Huh. The ball bounces. They can kick it all over. They don't play. They don't wear any helmets or anything. Okay. Uh, but it's it's a crazy game. It is a little similar more to rugby, but yeah. um, he was Are learning any how to scrums. Play. Yeah. And yeah. top notch Sheila's cheering them on while they're no, doing this. But they were. <laughs> Playing next to an airport. So he was like, why? And they're talking yeah. while the airplanes are it's flying right over. Yeah. So he's like, we purposely play like this because that's how loud it gets in the stadium. So we oh. have to be able to learn how to hear one another. That's interesting. Yeah. I would not enjoy attending such an event since I hate loud noise. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of loud ten, a loud events, the yes. Monte Carlo Open is on right now. Is it? Yeah. I think my TV is recording the NCAA gymnastics. Oh, okay. Championship, personally. Um, yeah, I've been watching my. Uh, where gymnastics. Fanini beat Zarev. Mm. Like blew him out. It's crazy. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. I can't even believe that actually. No. Huh. Maybe Zverev is sick? No, it's just, you know what, Finini, that's his crowd. So the, uh, he's got the crowd behind him. That's oh, like okay. one of his tournaments. So, huh. yeah. So he, and he actually looks pretty good. He lost some weight. He was a small man to begin with, to begin I begin with, yeah. But he's kind of like stout. Stubby? Stubby. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is not a, he's not a beard. No, no, he's not. Just, so anyway, and uh, just an update, I am watching a show called A Discovery of Witches. Now, it's a book what? series, but I just started watching it last night, and the first episode is excellent. Okay, what channel is it on? 
I don't know because I found it on Xfinity, but I think it's on AMC every Monday night at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. I need a little more about this. Can you quickly Google a discovery of witches? I can. Now, it, it, like I said, it is a book series. Okay, so somebody they made wrote a book it... and they made it books. Mm -hmm. They made discovery it into a... Discovery of huh. witches. Here we go. The British Television... Okay, boop, boop, boop. Okay, view authors, available on Sundance. Okay, overview. Okay, Discovery of Witches is a fantasy series based on the similarly named novel of the All Souls trilogy, okay. written by Deborah Harkness. Reluctant, reluctant witch historian Diana Bishop discovers a bewitched manuscript in a Bodelian library. As she attempts to unravel the secrets this book holds about magical creatures, she is forced back into the world of magic full of vampires, demons, witches, and forbidden love. Forming an unlikely alliance, geneticist and vampire Matthew Claremont helps Diana to attempt to protect the book and solve the riddles within, while at the same time dodging threats from the magical creature world. So... Holy crap! There's a lot, okay, going, there's on, a lot going on there. Basically, <laughs> she... She's a witch. She's a, she doesn't want to be. Her parents okay. were witches. Okay. It's set in real time. Yep. It's going on right now. Okay. And she's really trying to... She gets like a job at Oxford as um, uh, a professor. Okay. And her thesis is based on alchemy. Okay. So she's trying to determine how she's going to bring it to the forefront and start using it again, so to speak. Okay. And in the interim, as she's researching this stuff... She comes across a book in this library. Hmm. And then it's like all of a sudden all of these vampires are like, did you feel that? And it's like, it almost sets like a tremor in the universe, okay. like in the force. Okay. And they're like, what's going on? And this guy, Claremont, a, dis a disruption in the force. <laughs> and this guy, Claremont, this vampire, steps forward and he starts looking into her. And But he knows her and he's like, but... I see you're using your magic. And she's like, I'm not doing it purposely. I don't even want to use it. Why are you huh. talking to me? Go away. Huh. But Does she know he's a vampire? Yes. Oh, she's, okay. She can feel it. She's like, I uh, see. you're a vampire and we're not supposed to be talking. <laughs> we're because not friends. Yeah. Because apparently witches and warlocks, I'm not, vampires. Uh, vampires are not supposed to be friends in real life. Okay. They're like against one another. Now, is this the beginning of the series? Yes. Okay. So you just happened to find it as they were... Showing it. Did it literally... No, well, my mom had told me about it because she read the books. Oh, okay. So she wants me to read the books and then she told me about the series. I gotcha. So just because last night I was sitting around doing nothing, I'm like, yeah. let me just check it out. And I did. Oh, and it was good. I found it. Mm -hmm. See, that reminds me of the series that we're reading together. Have you finished that first book yet? No. <laughs> Great to All right, but I have like 25 pages left. I'm going to finish All right. it today. How can you not... Wasn't it riveting? You don't know what happened yet if you no. still have 25 pages <laughs> I know, and I'm like, damn it. And see here, I have for you the second one by Elizabeth George, Payment in Blood. Do I have this one or no? You said you didn't. Oh, okay. So. All right, so now I have two books I have to read. Yeah, and you know, interestingly, I did actually start reading her third book. Okay. In the Inspector Lindley, Detective Inspector he Lindley He sounds series. very handsome. In real life, who do you think he'd be played by oh, in a book? Oh, God. Um, I mean, in a movie. I know. Well, it's hard because I have to, I would have to think of somebody British. Right. But honestly, the first person that comes to mind is Brad Pitt. Because he's blonde. Yeah. And he's kind of like... Right. Yeah. And but he's, he's not... How old do you think? He's in his 30s, right? Oh, yeah. He's younger. So Hugh younger Grant Brad Pitt. can't play him. No, no. Not the right uh, hair color either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just not that familiar with British... Um, actors. Oh well, here's in their the other 30s. thing about Discovery of Witches. There's a lot of famous British people in the, the series. Hmm. Like a lot of actors that you've seen maybe in British television or in movies. Like some of them have been in Game of Thrones, which some I do them, not watch. Okay, some of them <laughs> have been in like uh, not the Harry Potter series, but some some stuff here in the states that's mm -hmm. carried over. So you might recognize, recognize some it. of the actors. Well, and you know, I was gonna get this BritBox trial yeah. subscription because I wanted to watch because. Similar to Discovery of Witches, uh, this series is also <gasps> right. a BBC series, the right. Inspector Lindley series. And so yeah. um, I think, I don't know how many they've made, but each kind of episode follows the book. I wonder if I could I think. I check. I wonder if I could, I wonder if they're on Xfinity. I could check it out. I don't know. I know. I just came across it. I couldn't find it. We have DirecTV and I couldn't find it on any channel that DirecTV offers 
years. Okay. Um, so I was going to try this BritBox subscription, but I was just waiting until a time where I actually had like a chunk of time to use it. And I've had a lot of travel on my calendar this month. I feel like the theme of this podcast episode is the world. Because yeah. we've talked about Canada, Russia, Australia, Monte Carlo. Britain, really. If you now, talk about writers. Now, and... yes, the UK. And we talked a little bit about... Monte Carlo Open. Yes. But wait, did I ever... See, I can't remember now. Did I... I technically, we also talked a little bit about Japan, but I don't know that I Not really shared. Japan, because they're Japanese in Canada. I know, but... So, Forgiveness by Mark Sakamoto, just to, to return to that for a minute, because I don't think I did this... Uh, this is what the book is about. When the Second World War broke out, Ralph McLean chose to escape his troubled life on the Magdalen Islands in eastern Canada and volunteered to serve his country overseas. Meanwhile, in Vancouver, Mitsu Sakamoto saw her family and her stable community torn apart after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Ralph was captured by the Japanese army and would spend the war in prison camps, enduring pestilence, beatings, and starvation. Back in Canada, Mitsu and her family were expelled from their home by the government and forced to spend years eking out an existence in rural Alberta, working other people's land for one dollar a day. By the end of the war, Ralph emerged broken but a survivor. Mitsu, worn down by years of backbreaking labor, had to start all over again in Medicine Hat, Alberta. A generation later, at a high school dance, Ralph's daughter and Mitsu's son fell in love. Although the war had threatened to erase Ralph's and Mitsu's humanity, these two brave individuals somehow surmounted enormous transgressions and learned to forgive. Without this forgiveness, their grandson Mark Sakamoto would never have come to be. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And Mark Sakamoto is a lawyer by training who has enjoyed a rich and varied career. He began by promoting live music which led to work with several international acts. He has worked at a Canadian broadcaster and served as a senior political advisor. Both an entrepreneur and an investor in digital health and media, he sits on the board of the Ontario Media, media Development Corporation. He lives in Toronto with his wife and two children. There you go. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty worldly. So that's, that's Japan adjacent. Now we just mentioned and reminded everyone that Japan bombed Pearl Harbor in World War II. That's true. And according to this book, it was because Japan was actually worried that America was going to attack them first. Yeah. Which I didn't remember learning from history, but just some behind the scenes moves that the right. FDR administration was making. Japan got worried and they decided they needed the element of surprise. And so there you go. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Okay, wait. So there's one final funny thing that we okay. wanted to try to do. Remember? Okay. Um, we thought, we talked about maybe having text talk be oh, yeah. one of our things. And I want to, because we're just so funny on text too. So I wanted to go back to yesterday, just yesterday. Let's see. Where we started talking about getting together. So can you find yesterday at 6.51 p.m.? Yes, I can. I'm okay. There. So I'm going to read my parts, and then you're going to read your parts. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to see how this plays out. All right. Because Riss and I just don't only hang out to podcast. We also text a fair bit. <laughs> this is going to be funny. <laughs> yesterday... At 6.51 p.m., I wrote, I think we should both read and discuss this article for our political moment of the podcast. Then there's an Apple News link. And my topic of the day, maybe we should each have one, is going to be Canada. I'm very excited about some things I have to share. Okay, dot, dot, dot. That sounds good. I have a day to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> laughy face, laughy face. <laughs> You have to put in the emojis. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Yes, most of my thinking will be done tomorrow. But earlier this week, I read such an interesting article about the North Pole moving from Canada to Russia. And I'm reading Canadian authors. I'm half Canadian, you know, winky face. Oh. <laughs> Heart Canada Griff. Gif. 
None of those gifts came through. None of those gifts came through? No. Oh my god, that's horrible. Well, look, there's a cute little Canada one with, oh, and then yeah. there's Stephen Colbert saying, "You Canadians are a brave and heroic people." <laughs> And then Justin Trudeau is saying, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Fair warning, I will be singing the first verse of the Canadian National Anthem. Laughy face. OMG. Yes, God is heavily featured. Laughy face. The anthem might actually be only one verse. Canadians are more efficient and less showy than the Americans with their longer anthem that no one sings fully. Eye roll. Wink. Tongue. Tongue wink. Tongue wink. <laughs> <laughs> Laughy face. <laughs> L-M-A-O, laugh my ass off, I need a shower. I need to do that in five minutes. I'm in the process of taking off my nail polish so I can clean my nails up in the shower. I don't remember if I showered today, <laughs> thinking face. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't play tennis, so you're good. True, but when is the last time I showered, <laughs> thinky face? Oh, period, well, period, hmm, period. I'll try to remember to shower for you tomorrow, but I might need a reminder. Oh. Oh, my. Left my ass off, dot, dot, dot. I'll remind you before I pick up V. Excellent. <laughs> That's not a very good impression of Wayne, is it, from Wayne's World? Uh, no. No. That's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Remind me. I need to pick up V at 1. I'm at home, right? I can't find the thread where you tell me. Uh, FML, hashtag FML. Hashtag real problems. No one has told me I smell so far. <laughs> but I definitely didn't shower after my 4.5 mile walk on Wednesday. Did I? That was yesterday, right? Laugh my effing ass off. Dot, dot, dot. Oh my God, dying. Vivian Pickup is now 12.50 at home because she needs time to mentally prepare herself at the gym for practice. Hashtag serenity now. Gotcha, period. Thanks, exclamation point. Also, there's effing construction every which way. Hashtag no escape. Oh, right. Need to double check that shit. <laughs> and there's no escape gift. Gif. No escape. And then you sent a video. Reality is a prison. <laughs> I did. I did send a video to you. So, And the video was of you sitting on your back porch listening in the distance of an, uh, a blower or some device. You say in the distance, but it felt very close. Yeah, okay, I know. That's an exaggeration. <laughs> it, it was in the distance. Oh, my God, dot, dot, dot. You need to go live in the woods. The woods? Or stalk and harass fucking assholes using their landscaping equipment at 8 p.m. Angry face. Oh, wait, live, not live, as in you're live in five, four, dot, dot, dot. You know, since you are a lawyer, you can build a petition or some legislation preventing people from using certain lawn tools at a certain time of the day. Go write it. I'll sign it. Wink, wink, wink. Laughing, laughing. Tongue, wink, tongue, wink, tongue, wink. Okay. <laughs> Actually, there are already bylaws in this neighborhood, and I believe this asshole is now officially violating them about noise and landscaping. <laughs> oh, man, I just lost my thread. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Well, what we have to do is stop these people and have them written up. The new ACC group seems tough. For this, it would probably be the board, and I hear the president is about to have a nervous breakdown over tennis. <laughs> uh, maybe. He's a knucklehead. <laughs> Yeah, people who volunteer to be on the board are largely underqualified. Maybe we should have a podcast segment where we read some of our texts out loud. <laughs> largely, except for you. Oh, yes. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Well, yes, of course, except for me, because I am on the soapbox. Samesies. <laughs> and then? And then we just went into something else, which isn't as interesting. Oh, okay. I think. That, I was, that was a night in the text. A night, a night in the text. Like a day in the life of... Ivan Ivanisevich, Alexander Solnitsyn, some um, Russian book, A Day in the Life, in A the Night life. in the Text. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, people. Um, so, so we've talked. We have. We did a good job. We did an excellent first job. First episode of the first, second season. Not too shabby. Yeah. But now we're going to walk and reflect. Not right now. Okay. Yeah, no, we can't. I have to go home and make dinner in a few minutes. And I have to go and pick up the kiddos in a few minutes. Oh, there you go. And then come home and feed them. That sucks. That totally sucks. I hate it so much. 
But too bad you can't pay a driver to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it! Why isn't anybody available to drive at five? God, this sucks. All right. Well, we will hopefully get to walk and reflect a little more on some of these things. Okay. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye for now. Still writing the song. Words will come to my head. I am lying in bed. It's hard to breathe. <sighs> Look who's back. Back again. <laughs> We need to sing Risen Babs. <laughs> oh, you know what? I could, I'm sure I could write a limerick or a, lyric, uh, a couple notes on the guitar for that. Risen Babs, we are back. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Well, it's nice out today, that's for sure. We're very lucky. We were rained on Friday and Saturday, but really rained on. I know. It was all. It was all too much. I'm just so glad. Hot mess. Last week is over. Today is Monday. We're walking. I'm with you. I'm having a great day so far. Yeah. Thank fingers you, Babs. crossed. Thank you. But it'll <laughs> stay this way. But you were telling me you were trying to. We were talking on uh, the Monte Friday Carlo. about the Monte Carlo Open or tournament. tournament or whatever. Tennis tournament. We should mention. And I think, okay, so I'm glad that you and I had talked about it maybe a week or two ago because I never paid attention to this. That, and our audience is gonna laugh at me, and I'm all right, I'm all right with the haters coming after me. But Ooh, no haters. <laughs> I just never paid attention to the fact that some of these tournaments are strictly for women and some are just for men. So basically all of them I thought except for the major the majors opens. and I never paid attention because I'm just watching tennis I'm not paying attention to they like this is my time and I'm like how come no women are playing in this tournament <laughs> how come this is all women duh Marissa it's WTA oh well remember because we have yeah, the right. BB&T tournament yeah. here in Atlanta and you only ever see men there right. sometimes the women occasionally there would be a woman or two doing an exhibition right because uh, I'd seen Venus do an exhibition at some point at BB&T and I'd seen I think Sloan Stevens just, maybe I just crack myself up that I don't pay attention to that well and it's, it's like it percolated up in your awareness yeah. like yes there might have been a certain conscious level and you know there's only so many things we can hold in our brain or that i care time. about really because that's not anything to really worry about or care about but i do watch enough tennis that i should know better but <laughs> anyway so yeah we're watching the well but sometimes there's usually i mean there's usually men's and women's tennis going on at the same time just in different locations right and they do i think tend to both get television coverage so that might also affect why because you in the same time period you're watching men and you're watching women you're just not realizing oh these are in charleston and these are in monte carlo or, right these are in houston and these are in dubai right um but yes what we were talking about i mean by the time this gets released and anybody listens to it, they should know, but Fognini. 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 This crazy guy from Italy <laughs> who maybe needs Fognini. to be drug tested. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean. Although I will say he looks better. He was always a little stocky, but now he looks he's a little bit more svelte. I feel yes. like he's working out a little. Like us. Yeah. Where totally. I'm not looking quite as svelte as I want to be. But we'll get there. I also, uh, I bought this book, came yesterday, and I think I found this book through, so I belong to a couple of Facebook, like book club pages or something. Right. There's this Facebook page called Bitter is the New Book Club, and it was actually started by, <laughs> I know, well, because this author, Jennifer Lancaster, her first book, she writes these kind of funny memoirs was bitter as the new black right and so she and her friend gina b manage 
this Facebook page and somebody was, it was weird. They, see, and I don't know all this terminology and with the teenage daughter, I probably should brush up on it, but something like, they're like, does anybody have a recommendation? And I swear it said for any body con books or something. And so anyway, I'm scrolling through the comments. I don't know what the phrase would be if I'm wrong about body con. I don't know if that's short for body conscious or conscientious. I don't know. Okay. But so I get this book called Body Positivity because life is happening and you don't need flat abs to live it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. So you just need to stay healthy, and, and that's really, that's really what it all comes down to. Well, there are so many things it comes down to. I'm also listening to this. Uh, have you ever heard of this famous? I'll call him an author. People might attach different labels to him as well, but Eckhart Tolle. He. I've never read anything of his, and haven't been inclined to do so, and I'm. Not sure why. I might have thought it was a little too new agey or esoteric or quirky for me. He wrote this famous book, I don't know how many years ago, called The Power of Now. But for some reason, well, you know, I'm always flipping around trying to listen to different podcasts, which is how I... Oh, yeah, I got a couple. I forgot the names. I mean, I wrote one down, but... They're about serial killers, so I don't know if you're interested in that. My brother-in-law was freaking me out yesterday, telling me about some of them. The guy who killed uh, Black Dahlia, they uh, they finally figured out who did that. And I forgot what the other one was that he was telling me about. But I was like, oh, I watch man. a lot of crime TV shows or light crime TV shows, right? Don't listen to crime podcasts, right? Um, I don't, so I don't know if I would enjoy it. I think it would freak me out. Or not, but I no. I need to sleep at night so I can... <laughs> I'm listening to this 10-part series on Oprah's Super Soulful Conversations podcast. Okay. And she's talking to this guy Eckhart Tolle, and it's like going through chapter by chapter, and people are reading it and calling in and sending emails and discussing it and it's interesting because it's really all about a philosophy of life I'll say right but it's a little complicated to explain I it's called I think it's called the new earth or new earth or something but so interesting yes and I probably would need to spend a little more time with it to be a bit more articulate about it. Well, you know what? Text me or email me the episode and I'll listen to it. Well, so it's a 10 parts. Oh! Yeah, so I'm like halfway through, I think, because it's the chapters in the book. Yeah. But speaking of episodes, I told you I... I'm jumping all around here. I told you I... (laughs) Watch so Netflix has the first season, only the first season of Conan Without Borders. Right. And so, I mean, I've it's great. Well, so I watched the. You watched South Korea. That was the hilarious one. I watched <laughs> Cuba, which was the first one he ever did. Oh my god. And that was okay. It wasn't that interesting or funny. Which we're imposing sanctions on them again. Well. Yeah, that was the first clue that I was like, wait, what's going on here? Because Conan's in Cuba, and he's talking about how, you know, last December, President Obama lifted right. decades-long sanctions. I was like, what the heck year is this? And why is there right. only one season available on Netflix then? Right. I still don't know the answer to that, but I did find out the actual show is on TBS. Yes. On TV, anyway. Yes. So... That's how I caught the Australia one. Yeah, so I don't know how I'd get to see the episodes past season one, but the South Korea one was so funny because he was 
somewhere with this young South Korean woman and she wanted to learn Korean. Okay. And so she was teaching him and <laughs> she really didn't like him. It's funny. And she's like, I don't like you. Stop making that look with your face. It's creepy. And then she has some stick. And he's like, wait, what is this stick for? Do you hit people with it? And then she's like, yeah, sometimes. And then she's trying to, he's trying to get her to hit him with it. And she does. She's like, what's wrong with you? You're not supposed to like that. Anyway, it was very, very funny. So I'll probably watch a few more episodes. Yeah, of- I wonder how many there are. I can watch it while I'm eating lunch. Well, so when I looked to see, well, how many seasons are there since Riss just said she watched this Australia episode, I think Australia was episode 38 or 39. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I remember it being on last year, and I kind of forgot about it. Well, and it's interesting, too, because there are, gosh, I'm not sure. I think there's something like 190-something countries currently in the world yeah so there's a finite number of countries at this point to which Conan could travel and of course some of them are not ones where he would want to travel but the other interesting thing so on the South Korea episode he went to the demilitarized zone right and he was there with uh I don't know if Steven Yoon is a Korean American actor or a Korean Canadian actor or just a Korean actor who transplanted himself to America, but he was Glenn on The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay. And uh, they went to the demilitarized zone, which is literally just like this little, the line. Strip, yeah. It's just like this little curb, and they have these buildings and conference rooms that are built like over the line, and that's where sometimes they'll come and meet, like different representatives from North and South Korea, and so Conan and Steven were in there, and they crossed over to the North Koreans. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Steven seemed a little, you know, unsettled by that. Oh, Uh, my God. So that was interesting, but, yeah, so I uh, did a little of that, and then I ordered some more Canadian themed literature because oh I've decided I'm going to always talk about Canada this season. Okay. And I forgot that so I just had finished watching this all the ep- available episodes of this Canadian show. I think I was talking about Kim's Convenience, which is a Korean Canadian family owns and runs a convenience store in Toronto. And it's kind of oh, right. the sitcom of their lives. Yeah. But then I also forgot that Schitt's Creek <laughs> uh-huh. is a Canadian yes. TV show. Yes. And I love and that, all those actors. Yes. I know. Jonathan was telling me that they, like a bunch of those actors, um, used to be on something CNL. No, it's I think a Canadian uh, night. No, SNTV, SC. They, they're all from. Uh, uh, Chicago, uh, no, not Chicago. No, they're all Canadian. One, they're all Canadian. Yeah, I know what he's talking about, but yeah, they It all was like are. their equivalent of Saturday Night Live. And then. He said. There was a convergence for several movies, like Best in Class or Best in Time, Show. 47 Have you ever minutes, seen that movie? Distance, I think three I did. Miles, yeah. Those pace, are all those 15 people. Minutes, some of them were Spinal Tap. Some of them were. Split, they've done pace, a whole bunch of movies. Yeah, 15 yes. minutes. So, yeah. 57 like, seconds per funny. mile. I know. He's like, I'm not sure where you could see episodes of that, but that's, like, really funny. Yeah. And then, I forgot that this other show I watched a while ago called Being Erica was Canadian. That was an interesting show, this little bit of magical show. This 30-something-year-old Erica got to go back in time to, like, relive her mistakes and fix them. Oh. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I mean, if we made mistakes. (laughs) 
speaking you guys. of our mistakes, we've now got to go on to the rest of our lives, right? Yeah, but we, I just want to circle back to Fanini. He won the, the Open. Oh, did we not say that? No, we did not. Okay. I don't know. You just went from Fanini to your book about oh. body con. Oh, because you were talking about he was svelte. Yes, He's yes. Looking svelte. Maybe he does have flat abs now, but he doesn't need them to live. That's true. You might need them to win the Monte Carlo, but... Yeah. And now on to the, some more lesser... <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it really does. It's more lesser Of the lesser things. Yes. Uh, tournaments. Oh, tournaments. And then they do... When, uh, well, you're building up to the French Open yeah, at this French point. Yeah, the French Open is starts at the in end... like a month or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's all good, man. All good in the hood. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you for walking, and thank yeah. you for listening, our listeners. Love you. Well, there you go. <laughs> this has been a Season 2 episode of A Walk in the Park podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please head on over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play to rate, review, and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on our social media accounts. On Twitter, that's at a wit Podcast. On Facebook, you can find our A Walk in the Park Facebook page by searching at A Wit Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us at A Walk in the Park Podcast. We'd love to hear from you.